Welcome to Secrets to Victorious Living Podcast, a production of the Ultimate Christian Podcast Network. I'm Lucia Claiborne, and I want to thank you for joining me today as we discover God's secrets to help you overcome life's challenges so that you can walk victorious in every area of your life. Today's your day to start walking in and experiencing a greater level of victory. Well, today, as we continue with our topic, Who I Am in Christ, Am I the Righteousness of God or a Sinner Saved by Grace? As we begin today, I'd like to remind you that last week I shared that when you ask Jesus to be your Lord and Savior, you become a new creature in Christ, one that's never existed before. And you're the righteousness of God, which means that you're in right standing with Him. Today, I'm going to talk about owning the kingdom of God and overcoming Satan's tactics. Our foundational scripture is Matthew 6, 24 through 34, which says, No one can serve two masters, for you will hate one and love the other. You will be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and be enslaved to money. That is why I tell you not to worry about everyday life, whether you have enough food and drink or enough clothes to wear. Isn't life more than food and your body more than clothing? Look at the birds. They don't plant or harvest or store food in barns, for your heavenly Father feeds them. And aren't you far more valuable to Him than they are? Can all your worries add a single moment to your life? And why worry about your clothing? Look at the lilies of the field and how they grow. They don't work or make their clothing, yet Solomon in all his glory was not dressed as beautifully as they are. And if God cares so wonderfully for wildflowers that are here today and thrown into the fire tomorrow, he will certainly care for you. Why do you have so little faith? So don't worry about these things, saying, What will we eat? What will we drink? What will we wear? These things dominate the thoughts of unbelievers, but your heavenly Father already knows all your needs. Seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously, and He will give you everything you need. So don't worry about tomorrow. For tomorrow will bring its own worries. Today's troubles is enough for today. I love the word. It always brings life. Well, you know, I've known people that think it's wrong for God's children to believe that we're entitled to receive good things from God. When I was spiritually immature, I would hear Christians talking boldly about receiving promises in the word. Because of my immaturity, I would criticize them and say to myself, now just who do they think they are speaking so boldly about who they are and what they want God to do for them? Well, as I grew in my relationship with Jesus, I came to the point that I wanted to have that same confidence and boldness to back me up when I spoke about what I wanted or when I prayed. I wanted to know who I was in Christ, and I wanted to have that same authority when I spoke God's promises. So, I asked Holy Spirit to show me in the Bible if it was God's will for us, His children, to own the kingdom of God here on earth instead of waiting till we get to heaven. 
You know, we can always trust Holy Spirit to lead us into all truth. That's one of his jobs. He took me to three passages that confirmed that God wants us to increase. The first one is found in Luke 12, 31 and 32. It says, Seek the kingdom of God above all else, and he will give you everything you need. So don't be afraid, little flock, for it gives your father great happiness to give you the kingdom. The second verse that he took me to is Colossians 1.12. It says, Always thanking the Father, He has enabled you to share in the inheritance that belongs to His people who live in the light. And you know, if we're born again, then we live in the light. And the third verse is Galatians 1.4. It reads, Jesus gave His life for our sins just as God our Father planned in order to rescue us from this evil world in which we live. When he showed me these three passages, I had the answer to what I had asked for. I had to accept the truth that Jesus' blood washed away all my sins, every one of them, and he wanted a good life for me. He wants a good life for you. At that point, I had to humble myself, ask God to forgive me for living below His standard for my life, and then I began saying what the Word says about me. I began saying, I have an inheritance. It gives Father God great pleasure and happiness to bless me with everything I need. I would say these things, and I still say them today. This is one of my favorite verses. I stood on it for a long time before I renewed my mind to the point that I could receive. And that's, Father, thank you that wealth and riches are in my house because I'm the righteousness of God. That's found in Psalms 112. As I meditated the word and I grew up spiritually, I didn't have a problem believing what God said in his word. And then I could receive anything that I wanted from him. It gives Father God great pleasure to bless His children. You know, the only thing that stood in my way once I realized that the Word would work for me was what other people would say about me, how they would judge me for having increase in my life. But you know, the more I renewed my mind by reading the Word, the freer I became. And the more I simply believed the Word, I would ask Father God for what I wanted or what I needed. And then I would thank Him for giving it to me. Then, the more I spoke the Word, the more I thanked Him for it, the more I received from Him. And you know, it gives God great pleasure to use people, to encourage other people, so that people would say, well, if God did that for her, He'll do that for me. Yes, He will, because He is no respecter of persons. I soon realized that I had become like those people who were speaking so boldly. You know, it didn't just happen overnight. It was a process. I first had to accept that I was righteous by faith. Romans three twenty-one through 22 says, But now God has shown us a way to be made right with Him without keeping the requirements of the law as was promised in the writings of Moses and the prophets long ago. 
We are made right with God by placing our faith in Jesus Christ. And this is true for everyone who believes, no matter who we are. If you can believe you are saved and filled with the Holy Spirit, then you can believe you are the righteousness of God by faith in His blood. Because Romans 3.25 tells us, For God presented Jesus as the sacrifice for sin. People are made right with God when they believe that Jesus sacrificed His life, shedding His blood. This sacrifice shows that God was being fair when He held back and did not punish those who sinned in times past. Now, when people ask me who I am and how I got to where I am at this point in my life, I can respond with an answer from the Word of God. I would like to encourage you today and tell you who you are in Christ. You maybe have never been told who you are. Well, let me just tell you, you are the righteousness of God. You are more than a conqueror. You are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood. You are the apple of God's eye. You're accepted in the beloved. If God is for you, who can be against you? You know, before I could tell other people who I was, and who they are, I first had to learn who I was. Since I didn't know who I was, I had a lot of work to do. But you know, God would take me to His Word, and He would show me the I Am Scriptures. And I would just begin saying, I am. I am who God says I am. And the easiest way for me to learn was when I was teaching my children who they were when they were very young. It was simple. We just learned it together. As I told them who they were, I had to accept that I was who I said they were. The Word is full of scriptures that tell us who we are and that we're worthy to receive God's promises. However, the boldness comes when you believe what the Word says and that you speak those scriptures out. Often, it comes with persecution from other people because we've been conditioned to believe that we aren't justified. We are not righteous. How many times have you said out of your own mouth something to put yourself down? It may be the way you look. It may be the way you think. It may be what you have just said to your spouse or your children. Those things give us an unjust or an unrighteous feeling about ourselves. However, I want to remind you that we don't go by our feelings and how we act in the natural realm. That doesn't change our right standing with God. Righteousness is our position in Christ, and His grace covers all our sins. You know, it's time for the body of Christ, you and me, to go back to the cross and refocus on what Jesus did for us over 2,000 years ago. He gave up His heavenly privileges his heavenly home, and he came to earth to be born in a stable. He lived a sinless life. Then he was beaten, he was bruised, and he was crucified so that we could live an abundant life instead of a life full of misery, sickness, and defeat. John 10.10 10 tells us that Jesus came so that we might have life and have it more abundantly. He gave us more than just eternal life in heaven. His prayer was that we would live a full life, a life full of love and peace and joy and prosperity and a healthy life here on earth as it is in heaven, according to Matthew 6.10. 
You know, there's no lack in heaven. There's no sickness in heaven. And there's no strife or jealousy in heaven. Therefore, we shouldn't have any of those things in our life now. Jesus wants us to be able to communicate and receive from Father God without sin hindering our access to the throne of grace. You know, Jesus is our mediator and our great high priest. He sits at the right hand of Father God, making intercession for us. He wants to freely give us everything that our heart desires. When we see a promise in the Word, it takes confidence to ask. And then it takes faith to receive anything from Father God, whether it be spiritual, physical, emotional, or financial. And in order to have that confidence in yourself, you must first have confidence in the power of the blood of Jesus and what the blood paid the price for us to have. I encourage you to settle in your heart and your mind right now that what Jesus did on the cross is enough to make you a just or righteous person. Actually, it's more than enough. There's nothing that Jesus did that's simply enough. It's always more than what we ever expect, need, use, or imagine. You know, Jesus paid the ultimate price to get rid of all the sin that's made you unjust, that's made me unjust. All of our past sins, all of our present sins, and all of our future sins. Your righteousness didn't come cheap. Like I said, Jesus paid a high price and gave up everything he had in heaven to come to earth as a man. He lived a sinless life. He was beaten by Roman soldiers and nailed to a cross. While he was on that cross, he had you and me on his mind. He was crucified so that we would have access back to Father God. He was crucified so that you and me could live free from sickness, disease, lack, and poverty. He paid the price for you to live a cancer-free life, a life free from migraines, high blood pressure, diabetes, whatever sickness or disease that's coming up against you. Jesus shed his blood and took everything in his body on the cross so that you could be free from it. Galatians 3.13 says, Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law by becoming a curse for us. For it is written, Cursed is everyone who is hung on a pole. He paid that price for us. He took our place so that we could be justified and have right standing with Daddy God. So, I want to ask you, why do so many people have a problem believing in themselves? Why did I have a problem believing in myself? It's because we've had a lifetime of conditioning from the world, from our parents who maybe didn't know who they were, from family members who may be jealous, classmates or our peers who don't want us to be more than what they are. They tell us, who do you think you are because of your decisions and your actions? Or they try to make us be like them. And then they tell us, we're not good if we're not like them. We're not good because we're different. And of course, the devil is constantly striving to undermine our self-worth through the social media, TV, newspaper, friends. What do we do to overcome the devil's tactics? Well, first, we read God's love letter to us, his word, and we learn what he has to say about our worth. 
We don't just believe we're right. We need to know it. We need to find it in the Word. And then we settle it in our heart. Jesus gave up His life based on your worth. That's how important you are to Father God. He didn't die for somebody more talented, more intelligent, more prestigious, more beautiful, or more handsome. He gave His life for you while you were still a sinner so that you might become righteous by accepting His sacrifice. You may ask yourself, how do I accept His sacrifice? Well, the only way that we can accept His sacrifice is by faith in what God's Word says. He says you're righteous through the blood of Jesus. Then you're righteous through the blood, whether you feel like it or not. You know, just a tip here, we never go by how we feel. Feelings are our emotions. And unless you tell them to line up with the Word of God, they will lie to you. They'll tell you one thing today. They'll tell you another thing tomorrow. And they'll rule your life. You'll be up and down like a yo-yo. The Apostle Paul said in 2 Timothy 1.12, I know whom I have believed and am persuaded that he is able to keep that which I have committed unto him against that day. Paul goes beyond simply believing Jesus. He knew that what Jesus did was enough. He was persuaded that God was able to fulfill his promises. You need to know in your heart and settle in your mind that you're righteous and right standing with God, no matter how you just acted or what you just said. If you acted ugly or if you said something wrong, God's grace covers it and your spirit man is still in right standing with Father God. As you get that revelation that you're righteous, you can come boldly into the throne room again grace and get what you need, whether it be something spiritually, emotionally, physically, or financially. A just person is worthy of receiving all, everything that the blood of Jesus has bought. You see, there's only one message, and that's the message of the cross, what Jesus did for us. Every other message is consumed in the salvation message in John three sixteen and 17. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. For God sent not his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. Without the shed blood of Jesus, you can't walk into the throne room of grace. You can't be justified. You can't be righteous. It's only because of the blood that any of us are able to live free. You don't need some deep message or deep revelation from the Word. The Word is simple, and the very thing that's going to pull you up out of the muck and the mire of life's challenges is the simple message of Jesus Christ and what He did for you on the cross. When you ask Jesus to be your Lord and Savior and were born again, you gained access to everything that Jesus shed His blood for you and that He paid the price for you to be set free. Your spirit man, the real you, became right with God, which means you became righteous. John three sixteen and 17 reveals Jesus' love for us, which bought 
us our righteousness. I want to encourage you today to get a revelation of what it really means to not perish, but to have everlasting life. We, our spirit man, the real us, is going to live forever. We'll either live in heaven with Jesus or we'll live in hell if we don't accept what Jesus did for us. This revelation will cast out all fear in your life and will renew your mind to who you are. Take just a minute and consider the amazing power of salvation. When you accepted Jesus, you believed in your heart and you confessed with your mouth that Jesus died and rose to life again and you were saved. When you think about Jesus paying that price to make you righteous, it will not only give you confidence to enter the throne room of grace and ask God anything your heart desires, but it will also give you a desire to be a better person. You can't help but get happy when you think about that. As we wrap up this week's podcast, I want to encourage you to remind yourself that there's nothing wrong with knowing that you're entitled to receive good things from God and that you have power to overcome the enemy's tactics because of the blood of Jesus. I invite you to join me again next time as I continue discussing who I am in Christ. If you would like more information to discover who you are in Christ, I invite you to get the Who I Am in Christ ebook that you'll find at my website at luciaclayborn.com. Thank you for joining me today, and I look forward to having you join me again next week.